how's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys always, this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Thursday. It is August 11th and you guys know we've been big, big, big supporters of the When We Were Hungry Festival. Of course, we're sponsoring the fucking thing. So, how do we support the thing and how do we get you guys excited about it? Well, there are two headliners on the bill. One for Thursday, one for Friday. What if we talk to Friday's headliner and your emo self is just like, oh my god! Yeah, we just did that. But before we jump into this podcast, I want to thank support for this podcast. First up is our sponsor, Manscaped. So, just to give you a little bit of a background, this whole entire like week when I shot this episode, I had like a two-day-long work event for my full-time job. We were outside the whole entire time, and it was hot and humid. I mean... Like, if you know what swamp ass is, like, this was prime weather to get swamp ass for. It was it was, it was, was just brutal in terms of weather-wise. And, you know, walking around and going to all these different, like, events that were in different places outside at a festival grounds. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're definitely at risk for chafing and at risk for swamp ass. And I thought to myself, you know what? I wish that I didn't have to suffer through this because... I got big legs. I chafe all. I can chafe all the time if I, you know, didn't have some help. Or I probably get swamp ass and I just look terrible. Like just and in between, you know, your boys right there be like, ah, don't want to deal with that. But that's where Manscaped comes in. They have this beautiful thing called the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. This stuff, this for this whole entire like work trip thing, work event thing. This thing made sure I did not end up with swamp ass or that my boys actually didn't like, you know rub against my legs all of a sudden like my legs start chafing and just because uh, the last thing i want to do is be walking all these events like bow-legged like well let's let me check about this one partner let's talk insurance yeah i didn't want to have to do any of that but thankfully because of the crop preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant i didn't have to have that issue so why is that because well it goes on clear it prevents chafing and it actually prevents swamp ass too and swamp crack too so like i felt just fine i mean the rest of myself was a sweaty human mess but down there i'm like i know i'm covered down there thanks to manscaped and for the rest of summer and for the like you know fall festival season if you're going to like riot fest louder than life blue ridge um aftershock you know, you're going to want to make sure that you're not suffering through that. So you're going to want to pick up some of this stuff at manscaped.com. Make sure you use the code CPP to get 20% off your order. Now, I also want to make sure you guys remember, because I talked about earlier, we're sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Music Festival. Happy in Las Vegas, October 20th and 21st of 2022. And what's going on there? I mean, pancakes in the pit, memes in the dreams. Watch our episode with Will and Mel, episode 290, the Corporate Progression Podcast. We talk all about this stuff, and they were teasing a lot of stuff for the lineup. But now that full lineup is pretty much out, and includes bands we've had in the podcast, like of course Modern Day Escape, because Will's the base of Modern Day Escape. Includes other bands like A Long Came a Spider, Palisades, Varsity, Saving Vice, and our friends in Outlier. And take a look at the headliners. Thursday night is Black Flag. And Friday night is our guest today. Oh, baby, yeah. You're going to find out exactly as well. If you looked at the thumbnail, you know it is. Or you look at the title of the podcast, you know who it is. But be sure to be out there. Lots of surprises. Lots of craziness. Lots of fun. You're not going to want to miss out on it. Pancakes in the pit. I mean, this is a festival where you're like, you're going to want to be a part of the first one of these. We we definitely wanted to. Seeing this kind of whole thing come into fruition, you're going to want to be a part of it as well. So how do you become a part of it? Let me tell you. Tickets are available now at whenwewerehungryfestival.com. Go to the description of the podcast. The link is there. Get your tickets now. 
and find me there. I'll be wearing the Corporate Crush podcast shirt at Milwaukee Brewers at. We'll have a drink. We'll have some pancakes. We'll throw it on the pit. We'll have a great time. I'll see you there in Las Vegas, 2022, October 20th and 21st. So now time for our feature presentation. So who was that second headliner? Well, it's John Vesely, secondhand serenade. Oh yeah, your emo heart just like, oh my God. So of course, what do you talk about in this podcast? We talk about, you know, John and Secondhand Serenade, we talk about them being a part of this festival, headlining, what it's like to support this festival, the whole story of being on it. We also talk about the emo scene as well and how much of a community it has become, much more so, especially with the resurgence of it over the past like two years. On top of that, just why we love this stuff, man. And there's some new music coming your way from Secondhand Serenade. Oh, yeah, did I just say new music? Of course I did. So sit back, relax, get your popcorn ready. Um, Put on your eyeliner, get sad, the happiest kind of sad there is, because John Vesely is on the podcast today. Are you guys ready? Because I am enough of me just talking. Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast, you've definitely heard of this band before. Trust me about this. You've definitely heard this guy's music. There is no doubt about it. And with us sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Music Festival and this guy headlining day two of that, let me tell you, <laughs> our, you know, mid late 2000s emo hearts are going to be in full force, loving, singing every bit of it. So please, please welcome Mr. John Vesely of Secondhand Serenade to the podcast. So John, welcome to the podcast. Woo! Dude, thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped. Dude, I'm pumped to have you here. Pumped. Like this is the this is just awesome, man. And like I said earlier, like I'm supposed to be at a function for my full-time job right now, but it was full-time job, interview with John. Um, it was a no doubt. I'm like, yep, we're doing this right now because this is much more fun. Hey, dude, I'm glad. I mean, I'm taking a break from my full-time job too, so I, d- I definitely know how it is. Dude. Like this is a, this kind of stuff I always liked, like doing radio interviews, now like doing podcast interviews. I just like hanging out with people, so this is like my favorite. Oh, I have to agree with you too. Cause like every time I'm on one of these with any band, whoever it is, any artist, it's like, if my level of inner energy is just like, I'm just feeling down in the dumps all of a sudden get everything set up. I might just be like, oh man, like I'm just really tired. I see that little notification pop up. It's like this person ready to join the call and my energy is like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Like it's a, uh, it's one of those things, like, especially with podcasts, they give you like such, like so much more freedom than you know, traditional radio interviews, you know, do because you have more time, you can get off topic. And it's like, it's kind of like fun to get off topic and you just, you know, kind of see where it takes you, man. So, so yeah, dude, I'm pumped. Oh, absolutely. Because even with sometimes with radio interviews too, it's just depending upon what radio station it is. Sometimes there are certain guidelines that have to be followed with what you can say, what you can't say. And with podcasts, it's just like, whatever the hell we feel like saying, yeah, we're just exactly. going to do it. <laughs> Did you cover what we were supposed to cover? Yeah. And we have about like, 45 extra minutes of like nonsense but like that's the best part that's that's the meat of it yeah we have 45 minutes of us trying to decipher which nick cage gift is the best (laughs) nick cage gift of all time and clearly it's you know either him walking out of the plane in con air with his hair just blowing looking fantastic or just the classic you don't say (laughs) oh my god dude and his like they had to blow dry his hair and i'm wondering was that his hair I, I highly doubt that that was his <laughs> hair because I have never seen Nick Cage with hair longer than just like a little bit more floppy. Yeah. But that yeah, was just, full. That was full yeah. on like Scott Stapp with arms wide yeah. open. 
yeah man it was it was very beautiful it was beautiful here did you see that new movie that he nick cage had the uh, uh unbearable uh the unbearable way to massive talent yeah oh dude brilliant <sighs> I wanted to go see it, but like I just kept forgetting. It was just like I wanted to go see it in theaters because I'm like, this is like just Nick Cage acting as we all want Nick Cage to act. <laughs> in the trailer, they gave the premise of the whole movie away completely, but that wasn't the point. The point was just to enjoy the ride, and I've still yet to see it, and I'm still pissed at myself because. Oh, dude. Well, well, I'll tell you, there's so much more than the trailer in there. There's 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 a lot of meat to that. Yeah, there's a it's it's a pretty brilliant movie. You you oh. have to see it. Oh my god! Okay, I gotta see because the last time I watched like a Nick Cage movie, like I was focused in on it was it was during the pandemic. I watched his horror movie Willie's Wonderland. Oh well, yeah, on my yeah. couch, drunk as hell, and I could not stop laughing the whole. I think he, I think he says like two words in the whole movie, <laughs> and and it's it's just like and uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant. So I'll say. Hey, so where are you right now? I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin right now. Milwaukee. Okay, awesome. I've been through Milwaukee. I played the Rave a bunch of times. Oh, I love the Rave. It's probably my favorite venue of all time. I actually, like the day we're shooting this, it's like, um, I'm looking at my schedule already. It's like, I'm going to the Rave like two or three times this month already. And it's just, oh, I'm. what am I going for? It's like each time I'm going, it's like I'm going to one of the different stages. It's no matter what, it's I'm just going there yeah, and yeah. every single time. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, I have I have lots of fond memories of that place. I mean, and, and I mean, it's also scary as shit. Like, it's I mean, it's you know supposedly one of the more haunted places in the country. Uh, which you know, oddly enough, is something that me and my wife have always been into, like ghost hunting and doing doing stuff like that. But uh, but I remember one time specifically, uh, the green room shower was broken, and they took me down to shower at the pool like the pool showers so so there's me and a little background of the pool i mean there's like there's some like you know little myths about what happened there and like the pool is completely underground and there's no windows in there so like it's an indoor pool with no windows it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen and you go in there and it's like pitch black and they have to like turn on a light you go like through a series of corridors and the kind of like gym shower the showers are kind of like around the corner from it and they just like walk me in there and they're like Okay, you can shower now. So basically they're saying like, okay, well, get naked in this like dark spooky place and like and clean yourself by yourself. And I was just like, Jesus, like I've never felt so like there there were eyes on me the whole time and it was I really I just I, yeah, man, I was like so freaked out. And I remember just like running out of there afterwards. But, you know, and how much of that is like, you know, actually true or how much of it is just kind of like, you know, me getting in my own head. But but there were definitely some eyes on me when I was doing that. And it was it was freaking me out a bit. I can just already picture you just like getting out of there and walk, like running along the pool deck, just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was, dude, I, I ran back in my underwear. I grabbed my, I didn't even take the time to get dressed. <laughs> I ran back upstairs, like in my underwear. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> But yeah, the show was fantastic. I always have really good shows in Milwaukee. Like the people there are so much fun. Well, come on back, you know, especially for any of us here in Milwaukee. We'd love to have you back. We'd love to have you back at the rave. Just in, let us just sing our hearts out and go nuts with you. Hell yeah, man. I'm totally down. I'm stoked. Especially because even with that with that pool story, I've heard multiple stories about the pool as well. And yours is by far the best one I've yeah, heard. Yeah, dude. I mean, like it's the creepiest place I've ever had to shower in my life by far. <laughs> I actually had the chance, actually, because they don't they don't usually show the pool to many people. I had the chance yeah. to go and see it. Uh, 
I think it was the day before Halloween in 2020. Oh, God. Because it's an independent venue. So for them to try and make money during the pandemic, what they did was they let people in. They shut off all the lights in the venue. They gave you flashlights. You could explore around. Oh, wow. My goal was I got to find the pool. Like I have to find it. And when I did, when I did walk in there and I'm like, I found it. And what they did with the pool is whoever found it was they had is like a smoke machine going in the bottom deep end of the pool. So it looked like you couldn't see the bottom. And by the drain grate, that's right at the bottom. They had a red balloon sticking out from it. Oh, that's actually really cool. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. And meanwhile, while all the people are like getting like kind of freaked out by like, oh my God, what's going on here? I've got a flashlight and I'm just staring at the wall, like looking at all the signatures, <laughs> like, were any, was I at any of these shows? Was I at any of these shows? Please I tell know. me. <laughs> That's great. Oh yeah, dude. Like, yeah, you were in like, they, they were doing a haunted tour of it and I was just showering in there. Like that's, <laughs> that's how inappropriately like scary that was. <laughs> <laughs> But still, that's just hilarious. And it just it adds so much lore to a venue as well, where it's just you have that piece behind there. Plus then all the crazy stories that come up from it and all just the even the legends that people come up with it, too. It's just it it just adds so much history and so much value to a venue that I mean, every time I go there, it's just there's sometimes it's like I'll find a new spot that I didn't even know was there. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's massive. I mean, there's so, so much to explore there. But yeah, dude, good times. I love it. Yeah, we'll have to make sure you come back. And I know when it comes to playing shows, I mean, the fantastic reason why to bring you on here is because you're headlining day two <laughs> of the When We Were Hungry Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada. So let me ask you this. How did it come for you to not only be playing the festival, but also to be headlining the festival as well? I want to know the whole story about this because, I mean, this is just really intriguing to yeah. me, especially knowing the people that put on the festival as well. Yeah, you know, like it's... It... Honestly, I, I wish it were more of a story. Like I, I wanted to get down to Vegas because as you know, like the one we were young festival is playing is like a few days later. And like, and for some reason, I just like that, th- that whole thing seemed like this like crazy, crazy. Like it was like, I don't know if I like, I don't know. That just seems like too wild for me. Not, not wild for me, but like, like festivals like that are, are an interesting thing to me because I just like, uh, I, I like a little bit more intimacy and, um, and like, they gave me a call about the one we were hungry at festival. And I saw a bunch of the bands that we were playing and I was like, dude, this is like great because I know a lot of these guys. I play with a lot of these guys and like, what a fun. And like the idea, like, so there's like a lot of food and like drinks and stuff there. Apparently like that's going to be fucking awesome. Like, and, and here's another thing. I love to cook. If I wasn't a, uh, if I wasn't an artist, I would be a chef. Like I cook at my house. I'm, I'm, I'm the main, main chef, <laughs> main cook, <laughs> whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean like, so like, I'm really into that kind of stuff. I love going to Epcot and just eating and drinking around the world. Like I'm all about that kind of stuff. So, you know, when, when they, they, you know, approached me with this, I was like, well, this sounds like exactly what I'm into. So, uh, you know, play. And now I'm like, I'm just like excited to be out in Vegas with all these, like, I mean, it, there's going to be more like Evo, Evo kids and adults like there than I think ever has like congregated in any place at once. So uh, it's going to be a really, really fun week. It's going to be a fun week. And on top of that too, I'm pretty sure, you know, my chemical romance will be playing at every casino you could possibly imagine. I know. That whole entire <laughs> <week>. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait. It's just like, you know, this is kind of one of those things that 
you know, we didn't have this, you know, these kinds of like, like festival things. Like, I mean, I guess we used to have, like, we did like bamboozle and stuff and that was a lot of fun. I remember I did one like in California a few times and I did it in, in, in Jersey, but, um, but yeah, after like, you know, like 10 years of like EDM and all this other like music, like now emo is just like, so like, and I won't say it's coming back because it never went anywhere. But I think like a lot of the people that weren't into it then are like are now into it because it's it's kind of like, you know, being built up in in a lot of like pop music that we're hearing now. And it's 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 becoming cool again. But uh, but, you know, we, we we all know the OGs, the people that have been there from the beginning and like the people that really love emo. And it's just it, it's music that's really special to people. And. And whenever like I do like an emo night or something like that, you just see how how passionate these kids are about the music because it's more more than just music. It's like feelings, it's memories. It's like uh, it's like the way that, you know, people live their life for a while. And and it's just such a free expression. And I, I love it. So bringing people together for that purpose is is uh, really exciting for me. Though I have to agree with you on that, especially when it comes to emo music, because we do some of those like emo nights, but we've got a, it's kind of like one guy has his own thing, calls it Sad Boy Saturday here in Milwaukee. And oh yeah. It's it's like you play all the, all the emo hits, everyone's singing along to him. Everyone already looks the part, like they're dressed up like they were back in like 2008, 2009. Everyone's singing along, having a blast, drinking, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, the guy decides to have some fun. He starts playing uh, Downfall of Us All by A Day to Remember. And <laughs> all of a sudden you've seen this massive crowd in this bar area. All of a sudden you start to see spot in the crowd just start to open up a little bit. And I'm just like, <gasps> like oh my God, we can yeah. have a freaking mosh pit during an emo night. Like how, like what other genre of music would you be able to have a gigantic night for and have people come out to a nightlife kind of style and have something like that happen? Like that doesn't happen anywhere, but it's because of how closely people are connected to that music, how much they associate themselves with that music and how much it means to them and brings positivity to their lives. And that's why, you know, especially, you know, like you said, it's not, didn't go anywhere, but it's starting to get that more of that pop culture resurgence right yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, I think one of the major reasons is because, you know, a lot of the people that used to like always listen to it, you know, back in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2007, all those, that, those years, it's, they still closely connected with it. But there are a lot of kids that didn't really listen to it or said they didn't listen to it because it wasn't the cool thing. It was kind of the counterculture thing to do. And it went against whatever was popular at the time. Now, because it's being ingratiated into pop culture, they're starting to realize how cool it actually is, how much fun it actually is to listen to that stuff. Yep. And they're beginning to create those memories for themselves now. So when you get stuff like, you know, like with the What We Were Young Festival, What We Were Hungry is doing as well, just with, you know, bands that are a lot more upcoming as well, along with some fantastic acts that have been around for a while, like the headliners, like Black Flag, like yourself as well. It just brings forward so much more community that, is, that especially from the pandemic, we completely lost wait, out on. wait. I didn't even so that hasn't even been updated to me. I didn't know Black Flag was playing. Yeah, I'm they're headlining at, Thursday. Oh my god, that's just that just made my life because <laughs> man, I listen I listened to Black Flag back in the day. Oh my god, I was in high school. Oh, I'm so pumped! Like this is great. What an amazing lineup! And like, oh my god, I'm looking through this lineup. It's incredible. Hello, goodbye. Great de unwritten law. That's another one. <laughs> My God, I couldn't be more pumped to be part of this. Oh, and my buddy Braden and Say We Can Fly, I took him out on tour uh, uh, 
last November, December, what like one of the sweetest guys I've ever met. So freaking talented. Like his shows are like so spot on and he sounds exactly like the record. I mean, he's such a meticulous kid, like really, really talented. So everybody's in for a big treat. God, this is, I'm so pumped. <laughs> yes. I'll say, I'll say now I'm going to, I got to start writing down more names of like people I have to see at this. Cause like I had the names of the bands I've had in the podcast for. So of course I'm going to go see them. Of course I'm seeing second and Saturday. Of course I'm seeing black flight with how much I like punk as well. But now I'm just like, you're throwing more names out there that I know are on live. I'm like, okay, got to make sure I remember them. Got to see them play. Yeah, if, if there's going to be a pit, you know, I'm going to be in the middle of that thing with pancakes in my hand because why not? <laughs> I know, man, I'm so pumped. Like, Oh, what a cool festival. Yeah, man. Like, I'm just going to come. Like, I have some new material. I'm going to play a lot of, uh, a lot of, like, you know, those songs, those nostalgic songs that people just know and love. I want to get, you know, really good sing along going, but I'll, I'll also pump out a few of the new ones. Um, I've literally just been, I'm, I'm about to start vocals on another one to get that done. So I'll have a, a few in the pocket ready to release. And I'll probably start releasing once I get the full EP. Uh, uh, like a full EP's worth and maybe split it into like two releases, like one like five song thing and another five song thing. But um, but yeah, yeah, I'm just like pumped to play some songs for people, dude. In Vegas, no less. I mean, I just had a newborn baby. He's a- oh, congratulations. His name is Fender. And uh, he's about like nine, nine weeks, nine and a half weeks old now. Uh, and we're uh, bringing, so right after we had him, I had to like I had an emo night in New York and an emo night in L.A. that I, uh, I had to play. And so it was the first time I like left. You know, granted, I was only, you know, gone for like a day. But, you know, I had to do those solo and Brock and my wife usually like comes with me and sings with me and, and we do the whole thing. But with the baby, it's a little tougher. But we uh, convinced my mom. We didn't have to do a lot of convincing. <laughs> my mom is like pumped about it. But like, you know my mom's coming to Vegas too. And so Baraka and Fender can come and, you know, she can watch him when we have to like do stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. That, you're, yeah. that especially at such a young age, you know, your son's going to be able to experience all these different things. Oh and it's yeah. Just the pictures that you'll have with them. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, especially all the, all the artists that you have ever played with or worked with in the past that are going to be there as well. It's like, they have a chance to see, you know, your son there and you're going to get like the, Oh my God. You know, so yeah, you're gonna have, yeah, your son's exactly. going to have like a literal photo album <laughs> full of pictures of all these great musicians that he got to hang out with before he even turned yeah. one years old. I know, dude, I'm really, I'm really pumped about it. And like, I, you know, that's been a big thing for us. We, we want to have him, uh, you know, experience as much as he can at a young age because we want him like to be like, you know, he's going to be in that world and he's going to have to like, you know, come out on tour at, at times. And he's going to, you know, I, I want him to be like into just like exploring and meeting people. And it's one of those things that, you know, you just want them, want them around that, you know, we're, we're, we're not like, you know, coop up in, in the house type of people. Like we, we, we've already taken him to like, you know, Florida, he's been to his first beach, like, you know, we, we definitely want to like take him on trips and stuff. And in the end, I think that's going to be a smart thing, especially for his long-term growth. Cause I even have a little, a cousin, I mean, I would say little cousin, but he's as tall as me, 16 years old, but oh, yeah. it's insane. Like watching this kid, just kind of how he acts around people. It's just, he's the most, is the most naturally confident kid at 16 years old I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was a lot of that was because of that, cause his parents would, whenever they go somewhere, they take them, him with them. Yeah. 
and just, you know, he wasn't necessarily all the time around kids, but it was just the interaction that he'd have with people, interactions having with people that were older than people that are adults, people that are just in different realms of the world and even his parents are, even the rest of his family. It The connection was so strong where all of a sudden it's, I'm pretty sure when this kid goes up to college, it's like, am I going to have to check on him? I'm gonna yeah, just be yeah, like, 100%. It's going to be like, pat on the back, like, you got this. And then I, I can talk to him four years later and be like, How you, how'd you do? Great knew it Done. yeah dude 100 percent. i mean you know that's how and i've always been a very social person uh i kind of thrived off of those kinds of situations and so you know i'd, I'd like to instill the, the same things in him uh the same tendencies but but yeah man i'm i'm, I'm pumped we'll be there with the family we're gonna be uh you know playing i, I think we're gonna probably stay for like three or four days I and mean, we'll, we'll be there for like the whole uh when we were hungry festival and and, you know, I love Vegas, too. I have a lot of good friends in Vegas, so uh, it'll be really nice to kind of, you know, reconnect and see people. Because, I mean, the whole pandemic, like, th there was not a lot of, like, traveling going on at all. And uh, so it, it had been a while uh, since I had been to Vegas. And so so I miss some of the people there. And even to add on to that, too, especially with when we were young happening, literally right after we were hungry and all those other bands that are coming in, too. I'm assuming there's a couple of bands that are on that bill as well that, you know, so, you know, connecting with them. Oh, yeah. With them in 100. person in Vegas. The possibility is easily there. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to see we we it is a pretty tight knit group. So there's definitely a lot of friends that are that are going to be there. So. So, yeah, I mean, what an incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm so pumped. <laughs> It's going to be one massive weekend long emo night. That's pretty much the best way to describe it. I know, point. dude, it's pretty crazy. And and again, like there's something about like fans of fans of emo music that probably some of the craziest, most like passionate fans I've ever seen at a show. So it's really exciting. Oh, it's it's gonna be awesome, and I and one thing I really like too is like what you were talking about when we were hungry and just like looking through the lineup as well and seeing all all the bands on there. It's just especially with the festival it being in its first year, at least starting out as a meme and then turning into what it is today. Yeah. Just the support that you have for and the support, not only that, but for all the bands that are on the bill, because a lot of them are still, you know, coming up in the ranks and are still tr trying to, you know, get to be noticed, like being get to that point of where they want to be as a band, whether it's success to the point where, you know, trying to be one of the biggest bands in the world or success to the point where being, you know, they're traveling, they're playing their music, they're having fun doing it and they're able to make enough money to, continue to live out their dream whatever it is being able to support bands in their dream like that along with you being on the bill right now i mean that's just fantastic yeah dude i mean it is a i mean it's just it's just an incredible community like this music's never you know never been a lot of these bands most of these bands have never like these some of these like massive bands have never like seen radio once but they have so many people that are like so passionately like involved with their music I mean, it's it's incredible. Like this is like, you know, the epitome of like people really love love this music, not because it was stuffed down their throats for like a year straight, like on the radio and all over billboards and on every like playlist. They love this music because like this music means a lot to them. And it's really, really beautiful to see that. And I think it's very rare to actually find like a style of music that is like that, where it's especially something that could be radio friendly but isn't shoved down people's throats and really people get connected because of course, think of something like use metalcore as an example, because I love yeah. metalcore as well, but you know, you turn on the radio, you're not going to hear a metalcore song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 100%. just not going to happen. 100%. I mean, there's like, you know, for like rock music, there's a substantial underground community. That's, that's, I mean, 
it, it's easily as big as any other genre and and it's all just by like word of mouth and and you know going out to see shows and and yeah it's it's really really fun to be a part of that Oh, I have to agree, especially kind of like when it comes to from the like from the fans perspective, too, because I got to pull up the rave as the perfect example of this because of how many shows I go to there. It's just, yeah, I've seen I know shows of like other bands, like other pop artists, hip hop artists, you know, they're going to still draw a crowd. But it's like, OK, get some of these rock bands there, some of these metal bands there. It's like, OK, maybe they'll draw a crowd. Maybe not. You never you don't. Some people don't think all of a sudden I show up there and it's like, OK, this place is packed. And this place is ready to go nuts. And all of a sudden, from that first note of the first band, it's just like that crowd is instantly into it. Yeah. It is insane. It's just no matter what happens, whether it's, you know, I've been up in with the rave like recently. I was in the ballroom for like one of Mudvayne's first shows back. Oh, and wow. And then I saw Evanescence and Amy Lee go absolutely, you know, balls to the wall with her performance. And I've seen shows in the basement where it's just like, you know, some of these smaller bands just trying to go nuts. And the energy is just insane no matter what. It's people are just so happy to be a part of that rock and metal community that even when it comes to some of the subgenres that you're not going to hear on the radio, it's still all there. The community is still all there and everyone is still going to show up and just, yeah. you're going to feel that energy. You're going to feel that vibe and it's addictive. Yeah. Well, that's the beautiful part of this music. A lot of emo nights, like, you know, the one in LA, they don't tell you who's coming and nobody cares. Everybody just still goes to the show. They don't care who it is because like they're happy with it any of the people in this community and that's such a beautiful thing man it's that's very hard to find oh yeah we'll even add on top of that too when it, i mean think about uh just when you think about all the different like emo hits and the emo artists that were around especially heavily during that time one of the biggest things that i even think about with that too is you know there's some people that had maybe you know one massive hit or two masses or some bands that just constantly put out you know emo hit after hit after hit but there are so many from all across the spectrum where Every one of those bands and every one of those artists, whatever song it was that hit, it hit on such a heavily emotional like piece within us that all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't matter who shows up because let's say like, you know, say like say the guys from Fall Out Boy show up out of nowhere. Holy shit, people are going to go nuts. But then say I'm trying to think of a say uh, Ryan Key from Yellow Card shows up yeah. out of nowhere. And it's just like, OK, you know, everyone knows Ocean Avenue, but every know there's a couple other songs you'll know as well. But it's just like doesn't matter who shows up out of one of those two people are still going to go nuts and people are still going to oh, be so gonna... into it all the way through yeah they're going to be 100 uh, dude yeah <laughs> and ryan's incredible god ryan's so good oh man there's so many great artists there in this oh i love it <laughs> oh it, i mean because even like going back to i think there was even something on uh on loudwire like today it was like the best pop punk albums of all time like the best emo of all time you're looking through i'm just like there are so many different bands here. I'm just rolling through the list. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it was, there was that many. It was even great. Like, cause you know, you know, I hadn't toured for about like a little over two years, like during the pandemic, I think it was almost three because the tour the year before got canceled. So I hadn't been on tour for like three years and like, you know, I knew I definitely missed it, but then like I got this tour together and like, I mean, it was just, to be back in it and back around bands that that uh that play this music and like just the whole like feel and the scene and being around the fans like man there's there's absolutely nothing like it so what was it like especially that first tour like just getting back out on the road and just being with the fans once again you know post pandemic and post coming back from that uh previously canceled tour um you know it was honestly like one of those things that 
I mean, I was looking forward to, there was definitely a little bit of stress because, you know, when you're off the road that long, getting everything back together and, and prepared and all that stuff, you know, that's, that's definitely uh, a, a tough, tough thing to do. And kind of, you know, the first week you're like getting out the kinks and everything. But like, once we played the first show, uh, like it was just, I don't know, man, it was like, it felt like I never stopped, honestly, like, and, and the fans and seeing the fans show up because it was still pretty early. You know, everybody was talking about COVID, uh, you know, even like some, a lot of the shows, like, you know, everybody had to be vaxxed, everybody, you know, people's guard was still up. So it was such a, such a beautiful thing to see people like, you know, take take the risk and 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 go to a show and and be there and it was the first time you know seeing groups of people together you know after a long time and everybody smiling and having a great time it was such a heartwarming like moment to to see that at every show and uh yeah dude it was it was incredible so it's like the jitters came first and all of a sudden you go out on stage and you see everyone's face you see the crowd everyone is engaged and everyone's just happy to be there and it's just like okay you're just feeding oh, off yeah. of that and just really yeah. enjoying that moment. 100%. And we were with like the best artists. So we were like, so we were with the Dangerous Summer, who are good friends of ours. And uh, they were on our bus with us. So we shared the bus. And so we were just hanging out with like these guys that like, you know, I mean, I've been friends with these guys for a long time. Uh, uh, so it was a really, really special thing to be on tour with them. And and uh, and also Braden uh, was like, I mean, like one of the most talented guys, like honestly, like I I've ever like played with. He just like he plays by himself, so I'm like really, really used to that. Um, but like as say we can fly, like he just man, he like commands a crowd. So it was it was it was such a pleasure to be out with him, and so he'll be playing the festival too. So I'm excited to see him again. Um, but yeah, dude, it was just yeah, just just playing in front of like fans again was probably one of the best feelings I had since the whole pandemic started. Honestly, I, I missed it so much. I mean, from the fans perspective, I mean, you don't know how much we miss it at the exact same, or you probably <laughs> do just because it was like, it was like the same thing. I mean, you, you create this music and you create, you connect with it so heavily. And then all of a sudden us as the fans, we connect with it heavily as well on our own right and how it makes us feel so when we get to that point we get to that you know when we lost live music through the pandemic there's a lot of times you know i i was i knew it was going to come back at some point but i'm like it needs to come back now because i just i couldn't wait for it it was just like i miss my i've listened my family of faces that i knew but names that i didn't yeah yeah 100 percent, dude like it's uh you know and i mean it finally like i was worried for a while i was like is it gonna come back is like weird shit going to happen? And are we going to be like, is this like the whole new world order? <laughs> We're going to be just <laughs> locked down forever. I was like, you know, like paranoia starts to set in after like a year of not doing anything, you know, but, um, but, you know, thankfully we're, we're back to it. You're seeing tours, you're seeing shows, you're seeing festivals and man, I couldn't be happier about it. Oh man. It's going to be a blast. So from, cause I know you said for the, when we were hungry festival, it's, you know, we're going to be expecting a lot of great songs from you, especially a lot of songs a lot of us know, a couple of new ones as well. Any interesting surprise you might have planned for us? Because, well, it's going to be the night. I mean, you're closing out the festival with a big, gigantic, fun emo sing-along where we're all going to be there just, you know, feeling it, loving it, just singing along, belting our hearts out to make sure that everyone in Vegas hears 
how yeah. great this music is. So you got any surprises <laughs> for us that you could potentially tell us or just just tease us a little bit so I can be like, okay, so if you don't have your tickets yet, this is why you need to go and get them now. Uh, well, you know, uh, as far as surprises, I'm still working, you know, working the show out. But, uh, you know, I had originally, uh, I will say that, yeah, that there will there will be a little bit of a different arrangement that I've used at different shows before, which which will potentially be really, really fun. And I'm still getting it put together, but but it will be there, there's definitely going to be a difference for this show than most of my other tours. So that's that's exciting arrangement wise. Mm -hmm. So if, if you if you if you thought about you know I'm not sure if I want to go to when we were hungry or not you know tell me something that's gonna make me want to go that right there that right there because it, you're, you're gonna find, you're gonna have something that you know you're not gonna expect that you might not see again you never know so yeah wh why not show up because what what else are you gonna get to you know sing a bunch of emo songs together with all of us with John. Well, potentially also eating pancakes at the exact same time. I mean, yeah, 100%. And, you know, I'll be there singing along in the crowd with the rest of you guys, like for, for all the other artists. So I'm just going to be walking around drinking beers, having a good night. I've got I've got a feeling that all of a sudden, you know, Black Flag's going to play. We're going to get a pick going. And all of a sudden, I'm just going to see you wander in oh, there. Oh, I'm, go I'm definitely going to be in that pit. Oh, oh, you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll see me in that pit with just looking like this. <gasps> oh, like, just God, all excited as all hell. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. That's the funny thing about like, you know, like emo nights, and like emo festivals and all that. It's like you can have like mosh pits and people crying at the same place. And it's just so like the fact that all that just goes together in one beautiful marriage is amazing to me. Oh, God. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times where, you know, just even with like some of the bands that are like on the heavier side as well, like even going towards more metalcore stuff where. You know, it's just people get, you know, go nuts, go crazy. But at the same point in time, I've seen people just like during the exact same songs, playing at the exact same, breaking <laughs> down and crying emotionally. <laughs> yeah. And it's just something where I remember one time it was, uh, I think it was during Beartooth uh, when they were playing Disease. There were a couple of guys that like we were in the pit and like they just connect with the song so wholeheartedly that they kind of broke down the middle of pit, started crying. So all yeah. of us, we kind of got, we got a big giant like circle pit kind of thing around, but we saw stop, put our arms around. And then all of a sudden the breakdown hits and everyone's just banging their heads at the same time while these guys are like having a moment in the, in the middle. It's just like, we, we got, we'll give you guys your space because we know how much emotionally this means to you. We're still going to rock out though, but we're going to make sure you still are a part of it. Oh my God. That's so cool. I love hearing stuff like that, man. <laughs> that's so funny. But I'll tell you this, for when we were hungry, once Black Flag goes on, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a gigantic circle pit. And, well, we'll just have a, we'll just have a good fucking time. That's the oh, best way to 100, describe it. 100%, dude. 100%. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm I'm pumped. Vegas, you know, I might I might gamble a little. Like, we've been, I'm like, I'm in my uh, little temporary spot right now. Uh, we're in the process. We've been building a house for a while. Um and uh we're finally we've been building a house for like two years and so we're like in a temporary spot we had already sold a house a long time ago because we didn't know it would take this long so my studio is just like a little bedroom right now but i have like the, everything all like you know the whole setup in here and stuff but um uh we will have just by that point i think i think we're moving in at the end of august and so by that point gotten settled at the new house so it's going to be like a really really good feeling of like kind of finally like having like a place that you you know you call home and like being able to like come back from a trip like that so i'm just gonna go out there and just have so much fun and like not have a lot of stress on on my mind man i'm just really really pumped to 
to just yeah gamble a bit play hang out with friends hang out with fans like just just do all of it eat food drink <laughs> all the good stuff i've kind of got like half of a, like a inclination now that you know who at one of like the food trucks it'll be probably out there when we were hungry all of a sudden go up just gonna try and add like oh yeah i, I want this all of a sudden i'm gonna see you at the grill i'm just gonna be like okay why does that make sense like why is this making sense to me right now that uh, <laughs> i'll have one of everything like it's just <laughs> yeah it's like no 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 no. scratch my order just give me one of everything why because totally john down. is cooking that's why <laughs> oh i you know trust me if you give me a flat top i will i'll, I'll take care i'll take care of some business all right, I'll, you know what? I, I got an idea. I'll uh, I'll message Will and Mal uh, for for we were hungry. Be like, yeah. Um, if you got a flat, oh, so if someone has an open flat top, we'll just have John cook for a while because yeah, well, I'll just do a guest spot. I'll do yeah, a guest have, spot. Have him do a guest spot, and tr I'll be like, trust me, we will tell people that oh, John's cooking. Oh my god, that line's gonna be long as hell. Oh, I would, f dude. I will like. I could. Uh, hey, this is completely unofficial, and no one's asked me to do this, nor have I talked. This is the first time we've talked about it. But hey, if they get like a little like area for me and allow me to like knock out some burgers, I I, I will I will crush some burgers, man. Oh, oh I can tell you right now, I'm gonna cut this little piece of the podcast up and I'm gonna send it to him and be like, guys, do what you will with this, dude. Seriously, man. Like, yeah, I I would definitely. Hey, man, lim li limit twenty for the day. <laughs> like, first come, first serve, and I'll knock out twenty burgers. And I'll I'll just make, dude, I I make some like pretty pretty special things. So, so yeah, I I'd be pumped to do that if anybody had a little extra spot for me. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure, especially for you, someone will find a way to make an extra spot. I don't know <laughs> where, I don't know how, but I mean, we'll make sure it happens. Hell, if I got to find a way to like, you know, go into one of the casinos, you know, maybe trying to work my way around and steal a laptop, <laughs> walk it down Las Vegas Boulevard all the way to the venue, oh, bring yeah, it in and be dude. like, I'll walk in there probably like panting full of sweat. Like, John, I said I was going to make it happen. Yes, yeah, I did. <laughs> Dude, I'll just, I'll even do a tabletop griddle. I don't care. I'll do it at the side of stage. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. I'll just do that. Why not? That is not a bad, I mean, it would definitely <laughs> go along with the whole when we were hungry idea. I know. Hey, also, you guys hungry? We're playing in like 15 minutes. Here's some burgers. <laughs> we're playing in 15 minutes. Here's some burgers. Oh, I got some breakfast food over here. Pancakes. We're going to start throwing them out like Hell dollar yeah, bills. Dude. Oh Make it rain, God. pancakes, baby. Like silver dollars, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she may have just oh come up God. with one hell of an idea to make this festival from fantastic to just even better than fantastic right then and one, there yeah seriously oh, yeah dude i'm pumped i mean you, you you bring like fans music food together there's nothing better so well, yeah dude like, well even one of the better parts about it too is just looking at like you know especially with the dates and the times that it's at with it being literally right before the when we were young festival with all the with everyone else showing up for that as well it's I've been telling people too that are going to that and they're like, oh yeah, we don't know. We're going out there a couple days early. We don't know what to go and do a couple days before. And I'm just like, uh, guys, yeah, want to do another festival? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> and then they look like... at the lineup and it's just like, uh, why haven't we heard about this yet? I'm like, because you didn't ask me now go buy tickets. <laughs> yeah, dude. 100%. I mean, it is actually, it's yeah, that's incredible. So it's like two, how many days? So it's two consecutive days and then two consecutive days for the other one. Yep. Oh, wow. That's just so like four days of like emo dreams come true. <laughs> oh, God. 
I'll put it this way. Vegas is actually going to be the most depressing place the Monday after because <laughs> not only is it a Monday, not only are people going to have to go home, yeah, but also dude. emo time is over and all the sadness becomes, instead of just, you know, sadness of nostalgia and happiness, it's sadness that's real because now it's in the past. Yeah, I know. Imagine the airport on that day. It's just going to be like the saddest airport in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be a dark cloud over that airport. It's going to be oh, dark God. black and sunny day. Real estate's going to be playing all day oh, long. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, what? A, oh, dude, that's great. So like I, I I know I know when I have to when I have to leave Vegas I have to leave literally like because it's when we were hungry it's Thursday Friday I have to leave that Saturday morning to get back here for one of my good friends' wedding so I'm just gonna be like oh really that, there's gonna be a little dark cloud over the Vegas airport early in the morning on Saturday and if you see it just know it's because I'm seeing the terminal like it's over now I gotta go home I know seriously <laughs> dude we're hey like another reason for people to come. Uh, me and my wife are, are missing a wedding in the family to play this show. So, hey, look at that. We're uh, yeah. we're making sacrifices, baby. Yeah. See, John is like, we're making sacrifices for you guys. <laughs> Why wouldn't you, you know, take this opportunity? They're making sacrifices for you here. This is for the love of the music, everybody. Yeah, dude, I can't believe, like, yeah, the lineup is so good. I'm really, Mest is playing, Alessana's playing. Dude, so good. Ann Arbor. All right, let me let me ask you this then, because you're looking at the lineup right now. Out of mm -hmm. all the bands around that lineup, give me five bands that you would say like, okay, these are the ones you have to see, and if you're not going to the festival, these are the ones you have to check out right now. Um. All right. Well, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, Mark Rose from Spitfield is playing, so that's actually really awesome. Um, Black Flag, one hundred percent. Like that's, I'm so pumped that I'm playing the same show as black flag. That is crazy. That's definitely like a bucket list thing for me. So I'm very, very pumped. Uh, secondhand serenade also is really, really good. 100%. You probably shouldn't miss, miss him. <laughs> Unwritten law was, it's dude, they're such a good band and I used to listen to them nonstop. So like the fact that they're playing is, is dude, there's so many good bands. I can't list five. I mean, definitely like Braden, he's a homie from say we can fly. Like you definitely want to catch that show because again, he's like incredible. And, uh, you know, I had the most pleasant experience being on tour with him, made a really, really great friend. So, so don't miss say we can fly for sure. Um, dude, the higher is playing, man. <laughs> wow. This is great. Oh, so if you just, got more than, if you got more than five, then keep going. Cause I mean, I the keep more, going. Dude, the more we can like, plug these bands, the better. I mean, like, and hello, goodbye. I'm really pumped to see too, because oh, I haven't seen, like, I haven't played a show with, like, I think they played like back in the day, like the old bamboozles and stuff with me. But, um, but that's really, really, really exciting. Um, let me see. Ooh, look at this. We have. I mean, there's like there the the list of bands is like staggering how big it is. I mean, it's crazy to try to like look through it and, and and pick someone we were giants is playing that's a that's great um god so many i have to like i have to like backtrack <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait which one was uh, it dude, okay i gotta go to this yeah, one <laughs> dude. no just i mean yeah like uh, for anybody listening just go look at the lineup alone and if you're like you don't even have to be in the vegas area this is definitely worth a, a flight in 
to to do this kind of thing. And just like the whole, I I have a I have a good feeling that the whole city is going. Like, have you ever been to a have you ever been to a city uh, like the day that like Jimmy Buffett's playing and you see all the parrot heads like walking around, like you can tell all the people that are there to see Jimmy Buffett. I've you know, like imagine that, but on such a massive scale of all like kids going to like emo festivals like that's going to be so much fun to be around and such like everyone's going to be so pumped like i know they're going to be so pumped so like just the energy i think is going to be so alive that weekend oh i know exactly what you mean because this was last last year in september when uh slipknot had the Knotfest roadshow come through milwaukee because i had somebody to do really quickly before another podcast i had to shoot and then i went down there just went downtown just i parked my car and walking around and just like seeing the place like basically the bars and the restaurants are around there and walking through and everyone in there is just wearing black. Everyone's wearing different like metal t-shirts, mostly Slipknot, of course, but I'm just walking yeah. around the house and I feel like this is just yeah. nuts, but I it's so know, cool. Dude. But because it, it ever, all these different people from all walks of life are coming just to see this one show and that's it. It's just like, yeah, this is awesome. It, ah! Dude, exactly. And like just coming in, dude, I mean, I, I, I've had people definitely, uh, you know, fly in to see my show and, and do that kind of thing. But this is one of those things that like, this is happening nowhere else in the country. I mean, like Vegas is the spot that, you know, all the emos are converging. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely something that people don't want to miss. So, you know, mark your calendars. Because even right now it's like, I'm trying to find like the, like the best place to stay. And I'm thinking like, you know, I've got a couple places closer to the venue that aren't like the uh, resorts on the strip. I'm also thinking with all the people that like emo people are going to be there, just it would be fun just, you know, say one place all of a sudden walk down the casino and just all of a sudden, you know, you're going to have, of course, you're going to have your people dressed up nicely. You're going to have all your people that are there, all, all the elderly that are there just to, you know, sit the slot machines and whatnot. But then there'd be a big crowd of people just wearing black shirts. Oh my God. All of all these different bands. It's just going to be like, I'll be able to talk to everyone just like, hey. I like that band. Yeah, How's it going? Dude. My name's Kevin. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sport a bunch of emos, not dead gear. I gotta call Matt up and get 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 a shipment going. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Matt will be probably in Vegas because I of I Wonder. asked him about it. He wasn't sure yet, but he <sighs> yeah, he's definitely he most likely will. I mean, I I I couldn't imagine not not you know having him there, but. But yeah, that that's uh, <laughs> there's gotta be a lot of end shirts like walking around everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, even like at the emo nights here, like Sad Boy Saturday, I still see them all the time and all the oh, different yeah. ones. I'm just like, my God, has Matt made an impression on so many people? But his videos are I fantastic, know. dude. They're so good, and he just like he really loves the music, and he just, I mean, he's yeah, he's he's a really 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 great person. I mean, he puts a lot of work into it, man. What a like, his work ethic is like so high, but. But it's just it it stems from passion, man. He he just he loves it. It was always an important part of his life, and he found a way to like really bring it back and keep it alive for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely, because it's it's at the same point in time you take a look at it and it's like just the way they does the videos. I mean, they're funny, they're entertaining. You get into him. He brings his fiance into him all the time, and it's just all this. And then all of a sudden, it kept getting bigger and more people that you know the music that however he was playing, they were coming into the videos as well. And just oh, yeah. adding so much lore to it and just really he knew the culture like he knows the culture perfectly. Oh, 100 percent yeah i mean i like first time uh like i met him he just hit me up at the very beginning of the pandemic 
and because he was trying to figure out like you know to do like the videos but like during the pandemic like you can't like shoot like that you know anymore and so he asked me if i would do like uh like his first like you know uh uh like felt demo might delete like video type of things like but like the first like pandemic version like where we did it like i did mine here in nashville and he did his over there in la and so so i was like hell yeah dude i'd love to so we ended up doing a video and it turned out great it was so fun and uh but yeah it's just it's that kind of thing it's like when you can't do things the way that you're used to he, you know worked his ass off found a way to do it another way and like yeah it's it's, it's really really impressive to see him work yeah, and it's and even like seeing how they've continued on. Cause I know one of the more recent ones he did, he did basically like a parody of In the Club by Fifty Cent, and he had three hundred three in the whole entire video as well. It's just yeah. like, um, yeah, that's what we call creative, my friends. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude, one hundred percent. It's 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 pretty pretty incredible. So I'm also gonna half expect you like potentially while you're playing up on stage, just have an emo's not dead shirt on stage. Everyone's just gonna be like, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, oh, definitely going to do that. And also, you know, you also never know. It's uh, it's going to be quite the weekend. There's a lot of lot of friends going to be there. Uh, uh, there's probably a good chance I'll, I'll bring somebody up on stage for a uh, uh, for a little uh, a little collaboration. <laughs> See, an another reason why you're not going to want to miss out on when we were hungry. Another reason you want to get tickets because I mean, you might come into just like one of the greatest emo pieces of live music you ever will with second answer you you don't know what to expect but you know you're gonna expect something good so why not just yeah. show up why not get a ticket take the flight out and just join us in emo heaven in las vegas in one weekend in october come on yeah seriously i mean it it, it, it is gonna be fantastic and you know things like this you can't you can't do that kind of thing when you're on a regular tour i mean we would bring up like you know some of the bands that were on tour with us but like having just everybody there like it's 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 i'm sure there's going to be like some really really fun like once in a lifetime experiences there oh god yeah all of a sudden you know i mean just all the artists that are there too and just especially with kind of the style that when we were hungry is i mean you never know what artists you're going to essentially run into when you're down there you never know what artists you can get to hang out with you never know what artists you can get to share a drink with you never know what artists is going to end up knocking your ass down in the pit and then picking you back up because that's how we do these things yeah, 100%. And like, you know, and, and that's another great thing about the culture. It's very like, it's not, it likes to be like in the forefront. Like I I hang out in the crowd with fans all the time, like at, at my own shows, like watching like, you know, uh, other people we're playing with or in festivals. Like I, I don't like just like sitting in the back. Like I, I want to experience what the fans are experiencing because that's like the fun part about it. Like <laughs> otherwise I'm just like sitting on my ass, like in the back on my phone and that's no fun. No, because if you're at the show, I mean, of course, you know, when you're on tour, you're going to see these bands every single night. You're going to hear their sets. So there are times I can tell, you know, your energy might just not be there. But yeah. if you can go out there and just like support them out there while, you know, they're playing, that means so much to any band. I've got uh, one of my friends, he's probably the, he's the person I've second ever interviewed on this podcast. He, uh, him, his band called Kim Collapse. They were on tour uh, at the beginning of the year with From Ashes to New. And mm -hmm. when they were playing in Wisconsin, it was both nights when Formation New was on, like he was in the middle of the crowd. And the second night, 
there were some people that were kind of constantly talking to him and he kind of wanted to get away from him for a bit. Yeah, yeah. So he literally comes up in the crowd, taps me on his shoulder. He's like, come on, Kevin, we're going to the front. I'm like, okay. Yeah, dude, that's great. Oh, and literally see- we're jamming out and he's like blowing kisses to Matt and Danny from, from Ashes to New just for the yeah. fun of it. These guys are just dude. like performing and just, you can see him just trying to hold together, but they can't help it. Yeah, that kind of thing happens so much, man. And it's just like one big community that cares about each other. It, it really is. And I mean, if it, if the community didn't care about each other, then these emo nights would not be nearly as popular as they are. If the no. community didn't care about each other. Like, again, you never know who, like what artist is going to show up at these emo nights. So if the community wasn't that strong and that welcoming, then, you know, people wouldn't show up just because they don't know. Like, we're going to see somebody. We just don't know who. That wouldn't happen. These places yeah. wouldn't sell out on a nightly basis because of that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, that's that's the beauty. And you know that there will always be someone. There's always going to be like there's there's always bands that want to like be part of it. So th- there's uh it's 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 just really really beautiful to see everybody come together like that. And yeah, again, I mean, this festival, dude, I couldn't be more pumped to be part of it. Uh excited to see some friends, excited to see all the fans out there. Like a lot of fans that like I'll recognize and know. Like I I I know a lot of the fans that have come out to shows for the past like 10, 12 years. And that's wild to me because I've seen them so many times and like seen them meet and greets to to the point that now like they're like familiar. Like it's not even doesn't have to have a meet and greet. Like let's have a beer on the, at the bar across the street. Like it's you know, you, you form relationships with the fans just like you do with the other bands. So so it's uh, uh it's going to be really, really fun to be in this kind of situation. So that's that's one thing I love about this podcast too, with all the bands I've met, like going to get to see them play live and support them there. And then all of a sudden their set's over, the show's over. All of a sudden, you know, they're clean up. They go to the bar for a drink and I'm just sitting there and everyone's like, they, everyone's starting to like come around. We're starting to hang out together. We're having a good time. We're just... Just, just, just enjoying the company of just, you know, the fact that music brought us together. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so cool to the point where it's just, you know, if I, if I'm, if I go without a concert for like, you know, a week or two, I'm just like, I'm starting to get the itch. I'm like, need to go yeah, to see a 100%. live show now. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the funny thing too. Like, you know, pretty much any show you go to of mine, like if you're wondering what I'm going to be doing after the show, just look 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 for like the nearest bar and go there half an hour after i play and i'll probably be there with like the band and like we'll be hanging out because after you play like there's no way you're going to sleep like you you just can't because you have this level of like adrenaline that just went through you so like you know it's just common like for for all of us just like you know meet up just like at the closest like little little watering hole and like and hang out for a few hours and like talk and meet some fans and and it's just like you know, that's another beautiful experience. Dude, we even like uh, when we had our um, it was in Austin, I think we did our like gender reveal uh, for our our little boy Fender and we wanted to do it at a show because we were like we're in the middle of tour and this is about the time that we would do it. And my buddy Ross uh, had a friend of his that was a magician come and like do this whole gender reveal. And we were at the at the show and we. I basically just announced, hey, also, if anybody's interested, you know, we're going to be doing our gender reveal outside in the parking lot afterwards. So come out and be a part of it with us. So we just had whoever, you know, we had like maybe I think like 150 kids like, you know, like fans like just like gathered around like, you know, all of us. And we did this whole like like magic thing. And it was really, really cool. And it was like such a special thing to share with the fans, too, because that's a very personal part of my life that I shared with them. But, you know it's remarkable how personal my music 
you know, is to them. So I want to share something with them, uh, you know, to kind of bring us together a little bit. And it's fun to do that kind of stuff because, you know, they really appreciate it. Nobody. And the great thing is nobody really takes advantage of that kind of situation. They just like are happy to be there and being part of something. Yeah, it's I mean, I think about it myself, too. And I think about it anytime from a fan's perspective. It's if an artist that you really like, an artist that you really connect with, the music you genuinely connect with, if all of a sudden you have a chance to just like, you know, do something like that with, with the artist, it's, you're, you're just happy to be there. You're just happy for that moment. And you're just enjoying that moment to the fullest. You're at the, you're most present in that yeah. moment. Yeah, so exactly. just to fully enjoy something like that, that's something that they're never going to forget. That's something that's just going to stick with them. And it adds such a positive experience, not only to any kind, anything with their relationship with, you know, potentially with yourself, but also with just with your music as well, because there's always going to be that positivity that they get from it, from a situation like that. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, I mean, again, it's just the kind of thing I, I always prefer to be a little bit more, uh, you know, close and personal and intimate with with my fans. I mean, that's how it started off. Like I just started off playing acoustic shows by myself and, and I would play like, there'd be shows that like when there were like, so, so few people, I would just like, you know, like sit, sit up like these tiny little shows. When I started off, like I would just like sit on the stage and just play acoustic to them, like standing in front of me. And like that kind of stuff is, it's like, don't try to make it something, you know, into something bigger than it is. Like what it is, is just like, you know, I'm sharing music with you guys and like, let's do it like that. If we need like a bigger setup, bigger stage, all this stuff. But I never like try to like, you know, put on like this big show. I always just try to like be personal with the crowd. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we do have like some big elements to the show and everything, but then in between I'll still shoot the shit with people in the crowd and, and, uh, and, and try to try to, you know, go one-on-one -on -one with people as much as I can. So. And just, again, it just adds so much more to, the community aspect of it where 100%. you're connecting with the fans on such another level where no matter like other genres of music, it's you're, you're just not going to get that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. You know, I did a lot, you know, especially when like fall for you was on radio and stuff, I would do a lot of like radio festivals and it was definitely a different, very different environment. Um, you know, granted for good reason, you know, and there, there are some artists that are like so massive, like that they, they need to like, that people will go psychotic mm -hmm. if they're around but but yeah i mean it's just like it's a little bit of a different mentality as far as that goes um but yeah i mean i've always just kind of like done it done it this way you know and you know and like you said also some days like you're just sometimes you're not on some days you're just having a really bad day and so you might you know head to the bus or something a little early because like you just need like like a little time to yourself or whatever but you know i i would say probably went out to merch after every show maybe except for one on this past tour i think that the one that we didn't is because we had to leave right after the show uh i think that was yeah yeah that might have happened i think i still went out i remember we were in salt lake city and there was a blizzard in, uh in the rockies and we were driving to denver and we were like freaking out because we were like i don't know if we'll make this and if we didn't make if we couldn't drive through the Rockies that night and get to Denver, then the whole rest of the tour, we wouldn't have been able to make it. And so we made the decision to go for it. And our bus driver, like thankfully got us there safe, but like we were mulling the idea of not leaving, leaving. And so we had to leave immediately after the show just to like try to beat the blizzard. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I always try to get out there and just, just, you know, be part of it. I'm there. I'm there for, for them as much as they're there for me.
I mean, again, that just speaks to what we were talking about earlier with how strong of a community this is. It's the fans are making a community, but also from the artist perspective as well, how much you're doing to connect with everybody and to make sure that everyone feels as special as they do. I mean, that just that's that's why the festivals like when we were hungry are going to be a massive success. That's why emo weekend in Las Vegas that weekend (laughs) is gigantic. It's because of that level of community. And that's something that is just unparalleled to yeah. like anything else in music it's 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 utterly fantastic yeah i'm really really pumped man i'm i'm so excited i'm just just glad to be a part of it and we're glad you're a part of it as well and john as we bring this podcast to its conclusion one thing i always like to do is give you a chance to say whatever you want to say plug whatever you want to plug promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast so john floor is yours great man well uh Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, honestly, I'm working on a brand new record. Uh, I'm, you know, starting to post updates. Uh, and I know I also said I was working on a brand new wec- record, like right around when I was on tour. But you know, I had, had a baby, and it's been it's been kind of a crazy like past six months. So it kind of slowed down. But I'm back to work on it, uh, and I'm going to be posting updates. I'm going to be releasing the uh, the kind of first group of songs in the next uh, probably like three to four months. So keep a lookout for it. Uh, check my Instagram, Secondhand John. That's my handle. And uh, I think it's the same on Twitter. And then just Secondhand Serenade on Facebook. And then I think I'm doing this whole TikTok thing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, TikTok's so, oh, it's so stressful to me. But yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing TikTok whenever I get a chance. So, so look me up on that as well. But yeah, new record. I'm so pumped, man. I'm excited for everyone to hear it. And I'm just going back to to, to make rock and acoustic music. That's basically what I'm doing. It's going so. back to what he loves. Oh, 100%. 100%. Perfectly said. Now, John, it's time for me on this podcast with three very specific things. So first things first, secondhand, Terry. And John, I mean, you're going to want to find him online. You're going to want to stay in touch with him because you never know what he's going to do with TikTok. I mean, <laughs> you, you never know what might happen. Plus, there's going to be new music coming out in the future, and you're not going to want to miss them at When We Were Hungry Festival. Again, you're going to want to go to that. So you're going to want to follow along with them on social media, you know, listen to music, buy the merch. Also, get ready to get for new music and go get your tickets for When We Were Hungry. So instead of having to do that all yourself and, like, search up all this stuff, let me do the legwork for you. Go to the description of the podcast, say, find Secondhand Serenade online, all the links, labels for social media, website, merch, music, When We Were Hungry. It is all going to be there for you to just click on, like, share, subscribe, follow, listen, buy, attend, all that good stuff. You're not going to miss out on it. So all you have to do is click the link and click the button and you're good to go. Now it's time for number two. So John, whenever I have guests on the podcast, I've absolutely loved having the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise and it's a way for me to continue to show support to you, your band and everything else. And to say, you know, like, thank you for doing this. This has been hit every single time I've done this podcast and there is no doubt in my mind that this trend is continuing on. But I have to tweak it a little bit because normally it starts with when I get to see you perform live. Yeah. However, I know that's going to be October 21st, yeah. 2022, when we were hungry. <laughs> yeah. On top of that, I know you're going to be there as well, you know, for those both those days. So I'm going to probably run into you eventually. And 100%. my promise is when I run into you yeah. at When We Were Hungry Fest, first round's on me. Uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And then the second, third, and fourth are on me, baby. Oh, I'll take that all day. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Per- perfect. So, John, as we bring this podcast to inclusion, I can't say goodbye because I'm going to be seeing you in October when we were Hungry Fest. I'm buying that first round. So, can this be goodbye? Hell no, it can't. This has got to no, be. No. I'll see you later. See you later, buddy. <laughs>
Hello, folks. I'm interview with John of Secondhand Serenade. And once again, be sure to find them at the When We Were Hungry Music Festival. I mean, you know, you never know what you're going to see when you go there. You might run into John and have a beer with him. You might run into him in the middle of the pit for Black Flag and be able to throw down with him. He might even do a guest spot cooking somewhere. You might get burgers or flapjacks from John Besley. I mean, those might be the saddest flapjacks you ever got, but... Oh man, are you going to be happy that that is the case? So be sure to, you know, follow along with Secondhand Serenade. Look in the description of the podcast. I'll say find Secondhand Serenade online. Links and labels for all their socials where you can stream the music, buy the music, download the music, where you can get ready for more new music. On top of that, where you can support John and when Secondhand Serenade potentially is going out on tour again, not going to want to miss out on that. So be sure to go check out the website and follow along with them on social media. Also, be sure you're following along with the Corporate Rush Podcast social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok for all you kids out there. Oh, yeah, we're on the TikTok. We're cool. I don't know what terms are cool to make it even cringier for the kids. Uh, Swaggy P, yo. Nah, Swaggy P was Nick Young. God, I'm stupid, I guess. I don't know. But please follow along with us on all those platforms. I mean, you get all the crazy content from the podcast, including the shorts, the preview videos. I mean, check, take a look at the ones that we did for Everybody Gets One. I mean, we did two of the Spider-Man ones from Family Guy. We That's what we did, and it was a lot of fun. And like, even take a look at like, the one we did with the punches. I mean, I basically put myself over to Jason Sudeikis, and I had him get punched while he was about to eat food. I mean, that was a great SNL bit, and that's what we did with that one. So go be sure to go follow along with us. And typically, we go live every single Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central. So be sure to join us for there for talk, craziness, fun, all that good kind of stuff. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast here on YouTube if you're watching or if you're just listening on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you're finding this podcast. Please subscribe. It helps us out immensely. I mean, this is the best way to describe it. Um, last time I checked, YouTube video stream we were over 250,000 streams of all the videos for all the podcasts. For the audio streams, it took us th- over three years. I think it was three years, one month, and 14 days to get our first 10,000. It took us three months one week and two days. So that would be three months. No, it's three months and 12 days. My bad. Three months and 12 days to get our next 10,000. If you want to be part of this, so you want to subscribe. Plus, I mean, you want more bands like this? Hell yeah. Then you got to subscribe. If you are subscribed already, thank you. And if you're just subscribing, thank you. If you're like, I was here, enjoyed it, but I'm not subscribing. Please. I'll, I'll say hi to you on the podcast. I don't know, but if, I'm just happy that you were here. Thanks for joining the podcast. And I want to thank our sponsors, too, once again. First off, I want to thank Manscaped for supporting the podcast. Again, 20% off and free shipping the code CPP at checkoutmanscaped.com. Link trips to the podcast. We are also sponsoring the One We Were Hungry Music Festival. Go get your tickets for that so you can see John and Secondhand Serenade at the festival. Close out day two, and we can sing our emo hearts out together with him. Yeah, I'll be there, too. I'll be singing my emo heart out with you guys. So let's enjoy. and. Tickets are on sale now. Link strips to the podcast. Thank you, John, for being on the podcast. We'll definitely have a beer at the fest. And we'll sing along together. Sing our emo hearts out. And then that's it for today, guys. Thank you for watching this to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I am. Everything was a big, healthy, and hearty. See